0: Today on the show, we go on a vision quest, we choose principles over money, and we keep one bullet in the chamber for the big finale. Welcome back to Lore Party's special coverage of the Halo television series. On this limited run of the Lore Party podcast, we'll be providing in-depth recaps of each episode of the new Paramount Plus series based on the timeless sci-fi shooter franchise. My name's Connor.
1: My name's Kevin.
0: My name is Jaden. And welcome back for uh, episode seven, Inheritance. And uh, I believe uh, Jaden set the tone for our conversation way early on, right when this episode dropped. And he warned uh, Kevin and I, sorry, guys, looks like this is a Quan episode. <laughs> so I kind of went into this Again, one. Again,
1: like, I feel like the creators of this show have like a listening device in my room because every <laughs> single time that I make a prediction, it happens. But in the way that I'm not happy about. because <laughs> I was like, oh, this is a refreshing lack of, of uh, Madrigal stuff in the last episode. Yeah. Jokes on me! I get a refreshing <laughs> lack of Master Chief for this episode, episode five. No, 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 no. There was
0: barely any Quan and Sorin or Madrigal. Episode six, they weren't there at all, and then back to seven, it's like, okay, well, nothing but Madrigal and the B plot. But
2: they had they they did have Chief in there for just a little for bit. for, for mean, a minute, I, yeah,
0: as like a cameo. Well, <laughs> we'll talk yeah, about we we'll get
1: there. He w- yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about, about how he was we'll there. Talk about that.
0: But you know, yeah, going into it, you know, knowing it's a Quan heavy episode, I honestly didn't expect much, but. You know, because I, I think we've established that the Quan part of the story, like the the magical half or, you know, not even really half the magical part of the overarching plot of the series so far is one that I think as a group, we're not that invested in like we're, we're not we don't care that much about.
1: Yeah. And again, I think the writers aren't either because this episode does feel very f- final for the journey that she's going that's, on that's
0: exactly it I feel like kind of going into it I didn't expect much having said all that but like after having watched it I thought there was there was you know good progress and growth there I was actually pretty interested in what ended up happening so I was pleasantly surprised you know
2: I also am kind of in like a middle ground with this because at first like I wasn't really into the episode in the beginning and I was texting Connor and I just remember being like this is really boring and Connor was like, no, no, it's good, it's good, just keep watching, and I, I watched, and I think by the end, I was kind of, I have a lot to say in my wrap-up, yeah. um, but I, I definitely think that at the end of it, I felt more satisfied, mm-hmm. but, like, I think the whole first half, I just did not give any... I was just
0: like come it on it had to get off the ground but I feel like at the end it really kind of came into its own at least a
1: little bit which is an allegory for this show in <laughs> <general>. <laughs> kind of, yeah
2: look look I think I think
1: the actors are good the like, actors I think are all, all great. the actors yeah. the actors are really good exactly the actors are absolutely doing the best with what they've got mm, for sure
2: and I what think they've got I think,
1: is not great
2: <laughs> and I think that uh Yiren Ha is Actually really, really good. Oh yeah. Um I think she plays the ting angst kind of thing like really well. But I am just that the story is just, you know. It's taking a really long time for me to get like yeah, I guess uh invested.
0: It's a slow burn for sure.
1: I, I think so. <laughs> well let's let's get through this reca- recap recap. <laughs> good Lord. Yeah. This recap as quick as possible so that we can get to our thoughts because I feel like we're jumping ahead of ourselves a little bit here.
2: All right, so right before we do this recap, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors, and then we'll get right into it.
0: All right, so, Jaden, start us off. What, what happened here? How did episode seven break down?
1: Absolutely. Uh, we're going to open up with a flashback. The first thing we see is Madrigal, like two years ago, we see Quan having dinner with her family and her friends. They're joined by... Uh, Ruben, uh, you will remember him as the character who died. One of many. Yeah, one of the guys. Basically, the, it was a who's who of who's going to die Pretty in the much, first yeah. episode. Uh, was all gathered around a table. All these people are fodder. Yeah, and they're chatting, having a good time. And this guy, Ruben, Quan's uh, aunt's like, hey, uh, look at that <laughs> cute boy over there. And she's like, no, I'm full uh-huh. of angst. And everyone at the table just kind of like, chill out. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Anyways, back yeah. to our having fun. And then, and then Quan, Quan literally just like starts like, she's just like, she's like, why, why are we even doing this? Like, why are we here? And everyone's like, because we're going to liberate Madrigal, jerk. And she's like, why are we doing that if we're still going to be deuterium mm-hmm. miners anyways? Which is kind of a good point, you know? Yeah. She even fires back at him. She's like, right. "Nothing changes for you. You're still going to be out here pumping right. fuel like the rest of us." She's like, "All at this point, all the insurgency, do, all the insurgency has done for her is cost her her mother." Yeah. And she even just like, she's like, she tells her dad straight up, "Like, why are you lying to everyone?" Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. So now, after this, you know, normal flashback we have in ev- almost every episode, we go to the mm-hmm. present, and Quan seems to have left Soren. We don't see Soren around, um, and she seems to have left Soren behind. And is taking his buggy and is traveling, uh, like, really deep into the magical desert in search of these, you know, mystics that her aunt mentioned uh, in the other episode. And so, as she's barreling into the sandstorms and everything, I mean, all of a sudden it kind of feels like the mummy or something. It is just, like, all... (laughs) That's kind of what it reminded me of. Um, All of a sudden she sees these, like, human-looking outlines and, like, full stops, which is... Okay, sure, you're, you know, really <laughs> wanted. You're going to just stop, all right? And then when yeah. she gets out to investigate, guess what, guys? She gets captured by unseen yep. attackers. Whoa, surprise.
0: Yep. bag on the head, taken away, Uh, and... Cut to black. Yeah, cut to black, that's right. Uh, after that, we find out what happened to Soren, basically. We uh, kind of go to the rubble where Soren's back home, alive and well. Uh, I guess we're led to believe that apparently after... Quan knocked him out and left his ass in the desert. Soren somehow managed to escape Madrigal.
1: What an exciting <laughs> escape it must have yeah. been that I would have loved to have seen. Anyways, here I am at a party. <laughs> we see like the little
2: scar on the back of his neck where you're like, oh no, you True. get shot.
0: So, but like he's back on the rubble and he's telling, you know, he's trying to explain like where he's been and he's telling this. Uh, this story about his journey to magical and how he got back, and it's it's this increasingly outlandish tale. It, like gets more, it gets more far fetched. Like each time he tells it, basically.
1: Well, yeah, he's a pirate. He can't admit that he got his ass handed to him by a teenage you know, girl, a girl <laughs> who has no idea how to do. a teenage girl who doesn't know what she's doing. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So he's because I don't
1: think even he wants to rationalize uh, that. To be honest, he's like, I'm a Spartan. ish. Uh, yeah. She got lucky. How
0: did this happen to me? <laughs> right. So he's he's just kind of you know enjoying being back among his people. He's you know ha- having a good time. He's telling telling tall tales and whatnot. And his uh his lieutenant and business partner, this uh, kind of Weasley-looking guy named Squirrel, uh, just decides to ruin the good time, just kill the mood. And he, he kind of like challenges Soren right in front of the entire party, and just sort of calls him out and makes these kind of veiled threats, like, hey, you know, uh, Soren, people are talking. You know, here on the rubble, the the crew is starting to think uh, you missed a step. You know they're questioning your leadership. They're they're not sure they want to follow you anymore. And he like specifically he calls out the bounty that was on Quan's head that Soren failed to collect on. It's kind of like, hey man, that was a big payday and uh, you blew it. What happened there? Soren obviously doesn't put up with that. He just sort of stares Squirrel down, fixes him with this really hard, cold glare, and. I, I, lo- I loved uh, Bokeem Woodbine's uh, delivery here. Just, you tell me, have I lost a step? Just kind of staring him down.
2: Dude, it was badass.
0: Like, yeah, daring him to do something about it, basically. And So that kind of diffuses the situation. Nothing really happens from there, but you can tell that uh, Squirrel and Soren, you know, there's some tension there now. And, uh, and, and
2: Squirrel is the guy that we saw in Episode 2 who, like, right. tries to stop Master Chief. Yeah, he and was the
0: forklift dude. We, trying to- <laughs> yeah,
2: he was the guy who was, like, trying, to, and he was, like, laughing at Master Chief and everything, uh-huh. and, and, and so he's been in a couple episodes, but, you know, like a squirrel, uh, <laughs> he, at least we see it, if you think about it, cinematically, we see it through Soren's eyes. He's a squirrel. He's nothing. He's just, you know, an extra, if you will, but uh, <laughs> now
1: he's not so much.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: And so now, uh, this is the part where I got a little confused, guys, because I thought I was watching Halo on Paramount Plus, but apparently I started watching Doom. Oh my
0: god! <laughs> yeah, I, I suddenly Kwan's hanging out with the uh, with the Benny Jesuit or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Gom guys. I, this is the new hey, Gam <laughs> <laughs> podcast. My names My name's Leo. That's Abu, uh, and uh, Kevin's joining us for some hey, reason. Hey, what's too. up, guys? I'm the Sandworm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
1: um, because yeah, uh, uh, we we see Quan with a group of uh uh mysterious desert ladies, uh, and she figures out that these are the mystics that her father visited. Mm-hmm. Again, this is the part like I I must have zoned out when I was on my mm-hmm. phone because I was like a mystics desert. What this is doing <laughs> What what show were we watching here? Yeah, God, okay. Uh, and then they basically tell her uh I I forgot I don't know how to pronounce the name like De- Desert Trada.
0: Desiderata.
1: Desert, like yeah. desert 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 Delady uh, says uh, she's not ready and Quan uh, basically is like no, I will fight anyone I have to to finish what my dad started. Mm-hmm. She's like I am all that's left of my family. Rage is all I have left. Yeah. And so uh, so Desert Delady decides <laughs> that she will help Quan and because then- we need the show to keep going, <laughs> <laughs> but meanwhile we get to cut over to the f- my favorite character. Yeah,
2: speaking right, of uh, the keep magical section. Yeah, speaking of keep going, uh, Vishner still in his car, his little cyber truck with the V's all over the place, and it's it's even on the seats. The V is even on the seats in the car. Okay, um, brand We
1: need to talk about the car. I talked yeah. about this in the in the in before we started the recording, but. That car does not drive right. I don't know what it is about that car. It's terrible. But it just, CT. like, glides along the desert. Yeah. yeah. It is the most out-of-place yeah. vehicle ever. Well, And I know that's the point, but I'm still angry about it. So Because it looks so dumb when it drives. It's, I feel like it should have, like, the Jetsons noise coming out <laughs> of it when it
2: drives. So now we see Venture alone with one driver and not, like, a fleet of cars or anything, but we see just, like, the two dudes, like, I think that feels a little weird, you know, if you're, like, still, even though you're in charge, he's still kind of wanted, if you will. By yeah, the where's of... your entourage? It's nothing. It's really weird. But basically, Venture's in the car, in the backseat. They're driving around, and Venture's just waxing around poetically mm-hmm. about his place as ruler of a barren hellscape until his driver uh, is just, like, uh, you know, better to rule over hell, you know, than, than you know. heaven. Yeah, yeah pretty much serving and um, so Venture's like kind of sitting there like oh okay, I guess <laughs> and then uh, all of a sudden it cuts and you see you see the dashboard of the car, which I thought was really cool because personally I've been shopping for an EV lately and uh, I thought this one had a pretty interesting looking uh, OS just that's just a dumb little thought of mine but uh, then all of a sudden his driver informs him that Quan is still on magical and is alone now that Soren has escaped. Mm. And Venture is kind of concerned. How that did
1: they know that, by the
2: way? Yeah, I,
0: well, I thought that was the weird driver too. mentioned that there was a cargo captain that they questioned, and that kind of implies oh, that Soren correct. like yes. oh, hitched a ride with a, yes, yeah, yeah to ride with someone, and then
2: that yeah, that yeah yeah yeah. So well, so then uh, Venture is kind of concerned that Quan might find and like make contact with quote them, referring to like those mystics because he knows who they are. Right. Um, and so he says, "Okay, we're gonna sit off. We're gonna find her." And so then he says uh those witches are what made Jinha so dangerous. So, okay. Now it's like, all right, maybe this weird dune-esque thing is uh more important than we thought it was, uh, I guess. Yeah, there's some way to
0: it. Yeah, so while yeah, while that's happening, uh Soren is uh, kind of dealing with his own uh power struggles, <laughs> his own political considerations and he 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 decides to kind of find squirrel and corner him and get him alone and uh you know this the atmosphere is tense obviously and you think it's going to you know get violent and Soren's just staring squirrel down and squirrel thinks like oh here here it comes he's about to you know beat the shit out of me or something he's going to kill me and like it's it's going to you know it's looking uh looking dangerous but you know it Soren turns out that he's he's here to Kind of mend the mend fences a little bit, and he you know tells Squirrel, you know what, I haven't I haven't shown you the appreciation you deserve, and you know um, you've been you've been really stepping up a lot lately, and I think I owe you a solid here, and uh, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and let you take uh, take the crew out on that heist you have planned, you know, because Squirrel mentioned a plan he had earlier, and uh, so now Soren's kind of giving him the green light for it, and it's like, oh, maybe they're maybe they're cool now, maybe Soren's like. Uh... <laughs> maybe he's such a nice maybe he's a nice guy after all. Uh you know and this is weird because we've seen how Soren treats his people and it's kind of suspicious to suddenly be so cooperative I guess like this is a little out of character for Soren and like you know he demands the chickens and stuff like early, early earlier they were like smuggling chickens or whatever and Soren's like yeah give me one. So like the way Soren sort of rules the rubble it's definitely suspicious that he's suddenly trying to be friendly to Squirrel. But uh, squirrel doesn't seem to think twice about it, and they uh, set off to hijack a lightly guarded UNSC freighter.
2: He's almost like excited. Yeah, he's like, oh wow. Yeah, he's like, boss man <laughs> thinks I'm gonna do something. Yeah, yes. Some... Maybe because I I showed him up a little bit, and I showed some courage and some spunk. He'll
0: he'll put me in, coach. Like you know, like <laughs> he's probably thinking, yeah, squeaky wheel gets the grease. Like um, I'm finally uh, climbing the ladder a little bit. So, yeah, the plan is to uh, hijack a uh, UNSC freighter that's apparently lightly guarded and hauling extremely valuable slipspace engines.
1: So, while that's going on, uh, we cut back to Quan talking to Desert Delady uh, <laughs> <laughs> about the history of Madrigal and how its original settlers, including Quan's ancestors, dug for water and, of course, they found mm-hmm. deuterium. And. That also brought with them uh, what she called, quote, a visitor from another time, perhaps from another existence. The visitor passed on a responsibility that has been inherited by generations of the Ha family ever since. Again, this is not (laughs) Halo anymore. This is Dune Avatar Star Wars land. Every every sci-fi show needs this magical, mystical thing. So (laughs) Quan's literally... She, they tell her to drink straight up <laughs> here. Deterior Yeah, take this. Drink wow. this space gasoline. <laughs> this burning oh, water. Man. We need you to huff. They literally. We need you to huff gas real quick. Here, it's the only way that you'll reach enlightenment. So she does it, and then immediately passes the fuck out.
2: It. It just. I. Drugs are bad, kids. Don't do drugs.
0: Well, we know from the first episode, Quan uh, uh, likes to party. She'll uh, yeah, <laughs> on whatever <laughs> This
2: episode, let me tell you, this episode is whack. Okay, Quan all of a sudden quote awakens uh, in like a vision of the UNSC Condor, like in the first episode where she mm-hmm. met John. And of course, John is just kind of sitting there, kind of like in the first episode where she's banging on the window and everything. And then all of a sudden, the door opens, and then Chief is just standing there, doesn't say a word, mm-hmm. and then starts, like, turning around and walking all weird robotically out of, even weird for, like, a Spartan, and walks out of the pelican, uh, or the condor. Sorry, that's a condor. They're all birds. Who cares? It's, and, yeah, uh, well. <laughs> They're all birds. And uh, they're on, like, magical, kind of. And then uh, they walk to the mystic's tent again, which, I mean, she was just there. Uh, and so Reth appears and explains that she must fight John. Basically, like it's it's Fight Club now in the <laughs> tent, um, and he's the referee. And um, he says, "What does he say?" He goes, uh, "Let's see how your rage serves you." Uh, and uh, that's what uh, deci- Desert Desert Lady says. <laughs> it's not that uh, hard. To- you guys. <laughs> that's what she says to her before she has to fight John. And um, well, John just kills Quan <laughs> like over and over and over and yeah. over again. I, I, it's just like a continuation of death for her. It's a live, die, repeat. Um, and eventually, Quan just kind of breaks down in tears and is just like, like she she shoots him, she hits him with stabs a rock, him. she does all sorts yeah. of shit, and he just stabs him. She he, she just get, keeps dying and dying and dying. we're, we're she's Tom Cruise now, <laughs> um, and. Uh, so then, uh, eventually, Quan kind of just breaks down and is, like, crying and stuff, and it's just like, what do you want? And instead of, uh punching her again in the face, one-hit kill, <laughs> John, all of a sudden, his, 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 it's John. Master Chief isn't his there. It's John. Off, his, his, ma- his helmet and everything, it's all off. And he's just kind of, like, staring at her, and he, like, puts his hand out, uh, and then all of a sudden, just, like, his armor's gone. And he's leading Quan out of the tent and uh they are, you know, going outside. And and uh, literally like he was in armor and now he's yeah.
0: not. Yeah, the dream logic is in full effect here where just yeah, stuff comes off and people Yo, change. She's shape. high as Oh yeah, fuck. she's she's definitely on a she
2: is tripping ball. Yeah, she's
0: she's she's somewhere else. <laughs> Absolutely. Um and you know, this vision of, of John now out of his armor, like like you said, Kevin. He takes Quan out of the tent into the desert toward a deuterium well, and at the well, Quan sees a man out in the distance kind of talking to or interacting with a uh, small, round, floating machine. Uh, I think uh, Halo Faithful will almost immediately re- recognize this as, uh, as a monitor, kind of like um, similar to the 343 Guilty Spark. Well, we'll touch on that later, but, you know, from, for the casual viewer, it's just, hey, it's a little floating robot eye thing. I don't know. Uh, Quan doesn't get a really good look at it, but she does approach the man, and the man at the well, you know, explains to her, you'll see him again, referring to John. She basically tells Quan, you'll see John again, and you will lead him back here to the well, quote, when the time is right. You will show him the way, is like a big, you know, is like the impactful thing this person says to her. And then the man starts walking toward Quan, and he kind of shapeshifts into a bunch of other people, like, uh before turning into finally it turns into jinha and we realize quan has just basically met her ancestors like this this person kind of took on the form of all of her uh forebears and you know finally becoming her father jinha and quan tearfully embraces her father obviously she's very you know just overjoyed and you know emotional to see him again and she apologizes for failing him she you know she's sad hurt frustrated and all these things are flooding out of her when she, you know, has this vision of her father. But Jin comforts her, and he apologizes. He says, I'm, I'm sorry, I should have told you about the well sooner, but I wanted to protect you. But he does kind of explain that the well is not just a well. It's a, it's a portal that will apparently only reveal its secrets when Madrigal is safe. And, you know that Quan takes this to mean like, Oh, well, I'm only going to find out what the well is when I get rid of venture and free my planet. But she kind of, again, like breaks down, like has this inadequacy complex. Like, I, I can't, I can't do what you did. I'm not a leader like you, but Jen sort of encourages her again. Like, you know, you don't, you don't have to be me. You're still capable of great things. And, you know, a quote I really liked that he said was look how far you've come all on your own. You have strengths that I never had. So really just kind of gives her some inner strength there. and. Encouragement and uh, in parting, before he sort of fades away and Quan wakes up, he tells her to go back to where it all began. And that's where the vision ends. So, quite a quest that she went on. Absolutely.
2: So, basically, she was told you got Digimon the movie, go back, go back. And then also, the well is a portal. So, now she's going to fall in the well and it's going to be King, uh, what is it, a kid in King Arthur's court <sighs> and she's going to play baseball. Uh, for King Arthur, I just, all the, I don't know, okay, just, sorry, but, like, I, all the things that kept getting said, I was just like, uh, okay, this is, like, the just show picking. is an
1: amalgamation of other better things. <laughs> yeah, I they just fine. kept taking stuff. So, while this is all happening, uh, meanwhile, Soren and his crew successfully robbed the UNSC vessel, uh, which, like, uh, once again, uh, a really cool event that I really wish I could have seen. <laughs> Uh, they managed to take the ship relatively easy it seems like because they're all just having their way with the ship's cargo they're just taking whatever they want uh and in in the middle of this uh uh Soren's like hey squirrel come over here for a second <laughs> and squirrel's like oh hey what's up boss and then Soren just again the forklift is the true hero of this show forklift he drives for the, the forklift yeah. and drops it on <laughs> squirrel's foot and pins him to the ground yep and everyone else is like everyone else just like is keep stealing stuff and squirrel's like, Please guys help me <laughs> And then Sorrid's like, Remember remember this. Just I'm in charge, okay? All right, cool. Kiss on the forehead. All right, get back to work. <laughs> well, they they're they're on uh they're
2: back on uh what is it, the rubble. Yeah, they're back on happens. the rubble by then. But the, but but it's funny too, is if you look at like the engine essentially that they steal, it, I mean it literally just looks like a freaking intake manifold. like <laughs> it, it
1: looks It looks like a catalytic converter. Yeah, it, just it's just literally like... I, it's, Again, in canon, the slip, stra- slip space drives like this giant fucking building-looking thing. Yeah, I think... they they're, they're, there's, they're I'm hoping it's just parts. I think they're just I parts. I think they the are
0: driving... They're just like the drivers are just components of uh, slip space engines most likely, but
2: yeah. I, I thought... It, I hope so. If anything, they stole a DMC motor like... <laughs> you know for all the DeLorean fans I'm on a, I'm on a lot of quips today they stole
0: a DeLorean
2: motor that's what it was hey, those that's are what i to sure, say is canon. I'm sure you can get a
0: oh, good yeah. buck for those yeah
2: hey DMC is in business guys they'll 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 buy they'll build you one. Oh, yeah
0: Anyways,
1: yes after this uh uh Soren he's he's talking to his wife and his wife's just kind of like come on man <laughs> he's going to lose some toes and he's like hey fears a hell of a motivator yep. Trust me. And like shows off his deformed monster arm. Uh, and, and, and then, and of course she's there is like, just like, what's wrong. What's really wrong. Why did you have to crush that man's? <laughs> like, I'm just mad about the kid. Yeah. It's so, it's kind of nice to see Soren being vulnerable with her. That's actually very cool. Yeah, that's I like a nice that. Touch. Um, you know, he, he's, he's like, ah, she's besides, she's probably dead by now. Anyways, like I, he's literally, I think he was like trying to ask his wife to, you know, you what know, like asking, but not asking. Like, come on, can you get me to like, get me to go back there? Because she was like, actually, you know, because he's like, she's probably dead, and she's like, actually, the bounty on her just got tripled uh-huh.
0: again, and he's like, yeah.
1: oh, really? oh really? Yeah, yeah. He's kind of like, what? Interesting. At first,
2: I thought he was gonna go after her, like, be like, oh, I want that dope.
0: Oh yeah, that's what it seems like at first. That's that's the impression I got. Like, you know, he hears bounty and he just seems to think about it. He's like, oh, he's he's gonna go after her. he's gonna go after that money. That's what I thought.
1: I mean, she he does owe her quote a shitload of deuterium money and that's true. So. I
2: thought I thought it was interesting too because like when she talks to him and says the whole you know fear is a motivator kind of thing when he says that it's kind of she kind of questions him and then is like you know it's kind of implied it's like how different are you from the UNSC? Fear is the motivator. Like every if the UNSC showed up here right now, like obviously they would be scared. Like they only have so much, you know. So I just thought that was a kind of like. He kind of could think about Halsey and everything that happened, like the whole fear situation, like are you any different now? You know what I mean right and so anyway, after this great conversation eye opener, uh we go back to our favorite place, magical, so Quan has now returned to her home settlement that was attacked, uh still abandoned, lifeless after the whole covenant attack thing in episode one, and so we see that um Vishner uh kind of costs Agatha and questions why she ever followed Jinha. So Agatha, if you guys don't remember, she is the woman who was at the funeral memorial thing for uh, Kwan's dad. That's who we saw before. So she's just kind of cornered by Vishner and his gang of delinquents and basically kind of
1: I love how Vinsher keeps calling her general even in this moment. Like she's just at this point she's not a general anymore. She's just an old lady going to get groceries. He's probably
0: being sarcastic yeah. like rubbing it in you know he is he's that that's what I'm yeah, saying. i love that he's yeah. mocking her
1: you know it's like ah the great general <laughs> yeah you know because these because you gotta remember like the the people of this world they're not in his mind they're not an organized military force they're just a bunch of like animals running around being yeah. evil yeah in his pretty eyes. much pretty much so he. so when he's, he's mocking her because he's like i'm in complete control of this scenario
2: well he 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 has that like superiority complex like he's always like Dressed in the, well, aside from the time we saw him in the bath, but he's always dressed with this like really kind of um, uh, modern esque style garb, if you will, and then everybody else is just kind of like surviving. They're just wearing whatever clothes is comfortable mm-hmm. for the environment. And they don't give a shit. Um, so he definitely has this like superiority complex, um, and yeah. so, and and he he kind of shows this in his conversation. He asks uh, Agatha, he's like, "Why did you ever follow Jinha?" and so then Vishner, uh, Venture describes Jin ha as like a sicko. He's just, he was sick, he was weak, he was delusional. Yeah. And then Agatha is kind of unable and kind of more unwilling to tell Venture where Quan is because then Venture's just like, well, where's Quan? I know she's here. Where is she? And Venture's like, I wouldn't tell you even if I knew. And all of a sudden, uh, Venture's goons show Venture that, okay, so... We see her. She's at the settlement. They know exactly, which is weird. I guess it's a satellite thing, but they find her. They see her. She's walking around uh, They on the satellite feed or whatever. And so uh, he basically says, yeah, whatever, Agatha. You can go, like, whatever. And then as soon as Agatha kind of uh, turns around, he just shoots her in the back and kills her. And then uh, he just he's like, all right, let's go. Aerial surveillance. We Let's get everybody going. And they have, like, now he has an entourage <laughs> driving in. Um and they all he brings like everybody and they just you know they're on their way they show you you know they're on the way to going uh, to yeah. the settlement
1: the, the, the vans don't look any better when they're <laughs> multiplied by the way the DSUV he's rolling
0: squad deep it's just, it's
1: Tony Soprano's driving through the deserts of Madrigal in these fucking vans I mean oh
0: I would watch Venture driving through the desert with like the Sopranos theme song playing that would be cool like you know, oh my God. woke up this oh my morning God, you, just,
1: you just created a project for me that's gonna keep God. me up for like, three hours
0: <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, Venture is definitely rolling deep. He's uh you know, gunning hard for Quan, who at this time is back home. She's like kind of picking through the ruins of her home. She finds a letter from her father to her grandfather, I think. You know, just finding personal effects and you know, just looking for some clue about, you know, her father and the well and just you know, something something she can follow up on from the vision. Uh but she finds that uh Soren has followed her. He kind of shows up out of nowhere, he's he's somehow been able to return to Madrigal uh, so quickly, and you know he he kind of he's kind of like you know you better come with me because you still owe me you know that money and the de- deuterium and like my ship that got scrapped last time. But she's at this point you know not going back. You can't take me back. I'm not going with you. Um, and and she kind of calls him out, like accuses him of being selfish and you know self serving and pursuing the bounty on her head. You know just you're just only in it for the money. That's all you care about. And, uh, Soren seems actually like a little bit genuinely hurt by that. He kind of, he kind of insists like, no, no, I'm here for John. I promised him I would keep you safe. That's why I'm here. And so they're, you know, they're, they seem like they're on the verge of striking a, you know, a reluctant agreement when suddenly venture arrives with, uh, he
2: says to her, he's like, look, if I can find you this fast, let me tell you, venture's on the way.
0: And and indeed he was. And he suddenly shows up with his entire private army, all the like dozens of of goons with automatic weapons. And so they had
1: they had a they had a, gr- a Groupon discount on those leather jackets. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they are
0: looking pretty slick. I'll, I'll give they them that. They had space Groupon. We're like, all right, well. So so Soren and Quan know they're out, they're outgunned, like horribly outgunned and outnumbered, and they immediately kind of hide and come up with a plan to. Lure Venture and his army into the compound, and Quan says, "You know, if we can get them near the primary deuterium pipeline, we can set it off, detonate it, and wipe them all out. And we can survive in that, you know, hardened vault over there. And uh, you know, it'll work. Trust me." And Soren's like, "You know, skeptical, but he doesn't have a better option." So uh,
2: what also happens too is, uh, right, right before Venture shows up, they are like going through a bunch of stuff in the command room. And uh, she finds this um, this giant, uh, like, cash, basically, of, of, of coins and stuff. That's true. And she yeah. just looks at him, and she's like, what? I told you I was rich. He's like, <laughs> oh, I guess I will get paid. And then, like, as soon as they all start, like, all the fighting starts happening, he kind of just looks at it, and he's just like, ah. And, like, you think, ah, shit, he's about to ditch her and just take the money.
0: Yeah. It seems to cross his mind, but uh, he has more pressing issues because Quan kind of... Dips away to go to the pipeline to rig it to explode. And Soren ha- has the uh, unenviable task of keeping Venture's soldiers busy. So he's just, you know, just ducking from cover to cover, running around, you know, staying on the move and just shooting dudes and, you know, knife fighting guys. It's awesome. He's like taking dudes out and it's really fun For anybody watch. who's played Destiny, uh,
2: he literally is just walking around like Cade and just like one-shotting everybody with a hand cannon. It's great. It, it, it was awesome.
0: Much. It was cool. And at, uh, it doesn't last, though. His luck doesn't hold out forever, though, because he's badly wounded trying to reach the fire-safe bunker that Quan pointed out. Venture gets a lucky shot on him, and Soren's, like, down for the count. But Quan shows up at the last second. She's managed to find a UNSC rifle, and she, uh, she shows up, takes the shot, ignites the pipeline, and at the last second helps Soren into the bunker while Venture and his troops are incinerated. But
2: Connor, it was, uh, Connor, what's the number on that weapon she picks
1: up? Yes, whose rifle was it?
0: Uh, Was it 117? It was
1: 117. It was John's gun. It was. Wow. Do you remember way back when, in episode one, when I said, God, that was a horribly done CGI shot of that rifle as it hit the ground? Now we know why it was there. Dun-dun-dun! So that he, so that she can find it in a completely different spot from when it landed, and use it to save the day. It was great. I actually liked. I liked the the symbolism there. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Hey, he said he liked something. He said he liked something. Mark it down. Put it
0: on the counter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> God, we're up to three things. Just flying through this show. I'll tell you what. I promise, if we do another show, everyone, I'll be a little bit less negative. Maybe I don't know. Um. But so so after this, uh. You know, after everything's calmed down, Quan basically gives almost all of the stash box money to Soren, and Soren's like, "Are," which is very weird. Soren's like, "Are you sure you don't want a little bit more of this?" Yeah. Which is very uncharacteristic of him. You know, he's very much uh, my me 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 kind of guy. You know, we saw him steal all those uh, all those chickens and <laughs> slip space drives. You know, uh, but she goes, "No, you know what? I owed you a ship and a shitload of deuterium, so I think we're even." And uh, he's like, "All right, cool." So he goes. He's as he's walking away to his ship. My, my favorite interaction between the two of them. She goes, "We'll see each other again." And he's like, "God, I hope not." <laughs> <laughs> and so that's that's where we end the episode. Quan's uh, gonna go liberate her planet. Although she kind of she cut off the head of the snake, so we'll see how much longer it takes for her to kill the body. Yeah,
0: with Venture gone, um, there might be hope for Madrigal. Uh, we'll see. You know. They go their separate ways, kind of on at least friendlier terms, if not friendly terms. So this does. They're they're they're.
1: It's it's less he's protecting her, and more like they're they're equals. Yeah. They're 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 they're, they're casual acquaintances yeah. uh, leaving rather than because she started this off as like a job for right. him. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and I, I and I, I hopefully she can find a, a washing machine because she still has the blood from the first episode on all of her clothes. So damn. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> she
1: can find something. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that wraps up our recap of this episode uh, before we get into our reactions. Uh, let's take a quick word from our sponsors All right, guys, now that we've heard from our sponsors, uh, let's start with Connor for your reactions on this episode, this fantastic addition. <laughs> yeah. to the Halo series.
0: Gladly. yeah, like I said at the, at the top, you know i I, I was pretty pleasantly surprised. Uh, you know, I, I think at first I was dreading an episode that was nothing but Quan and Soren, but it turned out pretty well because, uh, I feel like earlier on, like on episode four, uh, episode three, like when we're, we were bouncing around between the kind of main a plot with John policy, Cortana, all of them, and then bounce and then kind of, you know, swinging back to Quan and Soren, like the bouncing back and forth between those two arcs felt like busy and kind of distracting and, we none of us were really big fans of that. I feel like the last few uh, the earlier episodes, but this time, when we're just focused on Quan and Sora, and I feel like this story thread felt like it had more room to breathe. You know it just felt more natural, like the pacing was better. I think just pacing was better in, in general uh without the uh constant back and forth also i just I'm really happy with some of the payoff here in terms of Quan's character arc and her kind of realizing that her struggles to free Madrigal is, you know, she's realizing that's a dead end obligation that she felt she had to live up to. You know, it's like, not I I wasn't really even buying that it was something she genuinely wanted to do. It was just something that she felt she had to do and it was expected of her. But in this episode, I really enjoyed finally watching her free herself from that burden. I kind of liked, you know, her having that realization. That was, that was genuine growth that I liked watching. So yeah, good character moments with Quan. Also, I just loved the tease of the forerunner monitor. That was cool. That was fun for me. Um, you know, and the whole just the ancestors sequence in general was really interesting. I just loved the uh kind of people shapeshifting into her other ancestors and then into her father and the, the scene between, you know, Quan and Jin was just really touching and well done. So, and also, yeah, Soren, you know, kind of like we've touched on, acting a little out of character and doing some selfless stuff was Also interesting character growth, so I just saw a lot of growth and a lot of, like, development here. I'm I'm just glad to see that. So, also, I mean, this episode kind of had it all because we had a pretty cool battle, too. The battle scene at the end of the episode was a really nice touch. I I was having a great time with Sorin's fighting. You know, it seemed like a... I, I felt like I was getting a vibe of a combination of Spartan training and pirate tactics, you know what I mean? Where it's like... He's really brutal and effective, but a little underhanded and kind of like down and down and dirty street yeah. fighting. I loved it. It was it was fun. Yeah, it was cool. It's a double-edged sword here that we've lost Venture because <laughs> like it was a badass death, but I'm a little sad that we've uh, probably seen the last of him. You know, it's not entirely. Yeah, we didn't see a body. You know, there there could be a shot
1: of him like crawling out of out of uh, a hole somewhere yeah. covered in soot.
2: Yeah, there's no body. I didn't see anything. It's
0: not impossible that he could come back, um, but. You know, at the very least, we got a few... We got a couple more scenes of Bern Gorman just hamming it up. I always love that, so that's was always fun. The only things I was kind of irked about, like, my only major gripe with this episode was, like, the Franco angle. You know, back in episode four, Quan uh, and Soren return to Madrigal, and uh, they're kind of ambushed by this, you know, professional assassin named Franco that Venture sends after them. Mm-hmm. And, like that whole thing felt like there would be follow-up to it, you know? I kind of expected Franco to return as a uh, secondary antagonist and a serious threat, but it kind of seems like that plot thread was dropped here. Like, I was especially interested to see if there was anything to uh, Quan and Franco's eye contact in episode four. Like, it seemed like they knew each other. I thought that would be followed up on, but it was just kind of dropped and left there. So I was a little disappointed with that, but otherwise, you know, I was pretty happy with this one in general. Kevin, what'd you think?
2: So this episode was something that I wasn't really into in terms of like most of the whole thing, <laughs> aside from, aside from the, like the ending. I guess you could say like aside from the, the, the like last part, with, um, the, aside from the battle, but also like learning about the history of her family. So
0: the magical story
2: was not something that I was looking forward to, especially when Jaden texted me, um, or us, I should say. Until the end, like until we kind of figure out what's the real purpose of the magical story. So when I saw Guilty Spark or whatever he was, whatever the little giant floaty thing was, that's when I kind of was like, okay, I guess this means something to the overall story now. Mm -hmm. So it kind of made me realize, all right, I guess Magical does finally. I mean, every episode we've done, I've said, like, what's the point? What is the point of this story? It means nothing to the overall story. It's just like a subplot that. Doesn't tie into really anything. Now we know it kind of does. Maybe because with that thing, for those who are new to Halo or who do not uh, know what the hell Guilty Spark is, <laughs> it's it it it's definitely going to tie in. That's all I'll say. It's yeah. definitely going to tie into the main story. I'm for that in a big way, a very big way. So yeah. that's kind of where I was like, all right, okay, all right, I'll pay attention now. Um, I thought the scene where Kwan says how like everyone will be doing the same thing after the liberation or whatever is really, I thought that was really awesome because it was a great way to kind of show how it doesn't matter who's in charge. You're still going to be shit. You're still going to be doing the same old bullshit. You know, uh, it just, a power vacuum, another rich asshole or another, you know, power hungry person is going to take the place of whoever you defeat. um, I.E., you know, now we have Venture, who's supposedly gone. Who's going to take the place? Like, that's a power vacuum. Who's going to take the place of Venture? So I thought that was pretty cool, you know, the whole, like, it doesn't matter. Like, none of this matters. What's the point? I don't see the point. Um, and I thought that was, that was a good, realistic um, viewpoint. And I, I thought it showed, it's funny, it showed a lot of maturity in the thought process like if that makes sense yeah. for like a person who's young like that, I, I thought that I felt was the same cool. way. Yeah. yeah, I thought the cinematics though, were not the greatest in this episode. Um, the green, blue screen, whatever it was, it was not very convincing. Uh, the instances that got me were like when Quan stops the car in the desert. The car was not moving. they used like the camera to make it look like the car was moving it was I, it totally threw me off um, and I have a giant. TV that I'm watching this on, and I'm like, whoa, that was weird. And then, uh, yeah, um, bragging about his
1: access to large. All TVs. right,
2: all right, all right, all right. It's a nice TV. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> that was weird. And then, um, what was in the end when, 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 uh, she's standing on the rock and, uh, Soren is flying off. Mind you, Soren's ship, I do not understand the physics of that ship. It looks like it's going to break <laughs> apart. I don't understand that ship at all. But, when he's flying off and it kind of shows Quan on this rock and then like it does this weird pan, it was so obviously like a green screen or whatever. It, I just, that it threw me out. So
1: I have to defend Soren's ship a little bit. Uh, uh, one of my favorite ships in all of Star Wars is the Nebulon B Frigate. Oh, yeah. And it looks very similar to that ship where it's got that skinny midsection. A classic. A big engine classic on, the, on the back. Yeah, and a, yeah it's, it's just I think it too. It- beautiful, horrifying kit-bashed ship. I love it.
2: I don't think it's ugly. I just thought, like, you know, in my brain for physics, I was like, well, if one side is too powerful, then it just literally snaps in half and breaks apart. So I just, that was like, this is what? a
0: sci-fi show.
2: Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> well, hey, you know, physics they are They don't important. need to make sense. Uh, science. So uh, I thought the Master Chief scene with the, the tripping stuff, that the whole drug-induced scene very homer simpson you know hanging out with his fox
0: find your soulmate <laughs> dude it
2: was i was just like the whole time i'm just sitting there and i'm like what's going on because you hear you hear um the priestess or whatever she is you hear her keep saying again 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 and i'm like is that actually her is that not her um, just I, I don't know i was just like what the fuck's going on here yeah the, the i did really enjoy Seeing the different generations, though, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, uh, it's a gr- it, it was a really good way to showcase how long humans have been on this planet. Yeah, um, It gives a lot more context to the whole uh, pioneers thing because, because they say, oh, your family was, you know, they were pioneers. And I thought that was really cool to see the first generation. And they just, as they're walking towards Quan, like it just keeps changing and changing. And you get like, I think like six or seven people. And I thought that was really, really cool. I would like to see that in real life. If we could go to a museum or like a past life pavilion, like in uh, defending your life and you can see, oh, oh, yeah. you know, your generations of, of the, that, that was, it was so cool. I thought that was really cool. And the quote, uh, the quote where it was like, you will show him the way I was just like, okay, that's hilarious. That's, you know, knuckles. <laughs> um, I thought that I thought oh, when okay. I heard it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't hate the episode. I thought the ending was really good. Like the whole fight scene was great. Again, this episode was a Soren episode, in my opinion, only because I think Soren saved the episode a lot. Because I liked seeing the conflict between Soren and, you know, Soren the pirate and Soren, you know, kind of Soren the Spartan. The Spartan. Yeah. or Yeah, like, I, I thought that was really cool, uh, especially because as a Spartan, you know, Spartans, are, they don't they don't have those attachments. But even as a pirate, you would think that you wouldn't have those attachments, but Soren has a wife, he's got kids, yeah. like, I, he, he cares about the rubble, like, he's not going to let the rubble be destroyed, like, he cares about the people that live in the rubble, he cares about all that stuff. He's a high roller, guys, he's getting chickens, and he's getting engines, like, he's a high roller. <laughs> um, I just, I, I thought it was cool, I thought, I, I really liked that whole dynamic of what was going on in Soren's head. I thought seeing the sticky grenade was really. Oh cool. yeah,
0: I forgot about uh, that part.
2: Kwan, that, yeah. that was the rad. Kwan really cool. threw. Well, I didn't even throw. The sticky grenades are huge. Yeah. those things are massive. They're built
0: for uh, um, hands, so that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, those things are yeah. huge.
2: Yep. Uh, I thought it was cool to see see somebody uh, get stuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was really cool. And uh, yeah, the the overall story, I'm fine with it. it. It fits now that I understand it. It fits. I get it. It 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 it. it was fine i didn't i didn't hate it uh one thing i will say though is um i don't know how they're gonna go back to magical after now having to go to the halo like it's to me i'm just like are we gonna have two separate teams and like just still have the two now we're gonna have
1: three overarching stories because i i'm just kind of like what's happening i'm so excited that you've asked this question kevin because uh as we all know, I've been basically right about the show this entire time. All right, let's uh, hear Jaden's everything. <laughs> yeah, tell, tell us what you thought. So so remember when we said, hey, we didn't see Venture die. I don't think Venture is actually dead. I think he's going to show up, uh, maybe not this next episode or maybe the episode after this. Uh, and I think what we're going to see uh, is I think that the Covenant is going to reinvade mm. Madrigal. And I think that Venture and Quan are going to have to team up to try to drive them mm. off the planet. Interesting. It's going to be very much like a, a enemy of my enemy is my friend setup.
2: It was interesting because they mentioned the alien. They see the alien. Yeah. like They see him in there, and he's like, oh, these are the aliens. Hmm, quite gross. Like it, was, it was good. Like I thought that was really cool because I kept thinking like he probably thought of himself even then above, and you know how he's got that superiority complex. He sees that and is like, oh, my band of misfits could take these guys. Like I just was like, oh, God, no, you could
1: not. <laughs> but. I get where you're going. I get where you're going with this. I I think that this portal that she's speaking of may or may not be a portal, either to a Forerunner facility or maybe even to Halo itself. Oh, it's a Stargate <sighs> now. Now we're throwing in yeah. Stargate. Yes, okay. now we're throwing in okay. Stargate. Okay. Again, okay. Yes, okay. we're collecting. We're collecting the Infinity Stones of other IP, and I think that might be one of the reasons why they come back to Madrigal. I mean, they've come back. We saw them come back in a previous episode, which is how they found the artifact for episode five. And I so I'm thinking maybe that'll be something like that. I mean, I did say one of my one of my my headcanon theories that I wanted to see happen was that uh Kwan liberates Madrigal and then it yeah. immediately gets glassed by the aliens. That would be like an awesomely poetic, like sad moment. That'd be that would be a Game of Thrones ending for the season. But I don't think I honestly don't think we have enough time for all of the plot threads that I have written in my head for them to be doing. So has it been greenlit for a Season 2? Do we know that I'm yet? I'm not aware
0: of that yet. I haven't heard that it has been. Okay.
1: I mean, but I, I, I would assume it's probably going to get a Season 2. Uh, it seems to be doing... I think it's likely. ...decently well on the Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, it's probably pretty likely. So that's probably where we're going Season 2, maybe, if we're going if, to... If, if Venture... We'll find out next episode of Venture is dead or not, but I have a feeling that... Or maybe we won't even find out until yeah. the episode I'll after. Say. But I think this might be the last we see of them... Uh, the last we see of Madrigal for this... Season maybe until the end because it did have a very final ending feeling to it. It felt like
0: a bookend. Yeah,
1: yeah. It felt like it felt like all right. This story is wrapped because I I have a feeling the next couple episodes are going to be focused pretty heavily on Master Chief and everybody right. else. Right. So I mean, in terms of like, I guess I guess my my big thing is that uh, towards the end of this episode, I I didn't necessarily hate uh, the arc that 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 this said went on. Mm-hmm. I just I feel like again the writers wanted to do two things. They wanted to do a show set in the Halo universe that wasn't about Master Chief. And then they wanted to do a show that was entirely about Master Chief. It felt like two producers were fighting. And so they said, so the, the main producer said, all right, both of you go to your corners, write some scripts, and then we'll see which one we like. And then when they both did, he went, you two did such a good job. We're going to do both of your stories. <laughs> and they went, really, dad? And he went, of course, kids. Who wants an ice cream? <laughs> But so they did both stories together, and I, which is why those first couple episodes are such a mess when we keep jumping back and forth. Yeah. Because like when these when these episodes stand on their own, when the stories stand on their own, they're better. I agree. Yeah. The last two episodes have proven that, yeah. and I I feel like it's such a waste to go back to the to the old formula, and I hope they don't do it. Yeah.
2: I also think that because they are so like distantly far. Like, at least in Game of Thrones, for instance, it's like, okay, they're only, like, you know, what, a thousand miles away from each other kind of situation. This is, they are on different planets. Yeah, like, light, it just like, years. how, yeah, like, what's gonna
1: happen, you know? There's no direct influence. Their actions directly impact the story. Like, the, ga- like the, the game, you know, the houses, like, the, whatever what the Martells decide to do affects what the Tyrells and the Starks do. Whereas with this, it's like, no matter what Quan does, the Covenant's still winning yeah. the war. Yeah. You know, no matter if Magic free or not, which is why I'm like please do the glassing <laughs> thing, that'd be so cool. But yeah, we could see I could I could seriously see that happening, maybe the next season or the end of this season where it's like Ventures alive, but he has to work with Quan and Quan doesn't trust him, so like they have like a whole like you know, will they won't they betray each other kind of thing going on.
2: Can I ask you guys a quick question at the end when they explode the um the 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 mine if you will. When that happens all of a sudden like liquid falls from the sky yeah. is it water or is it more is she getting high again because she was really happy so i wasn't sure like if that, like what was falling I'm pretty
0: sure that was deuterium or just acid rain that was immediately kind of falling on <laughs> yeah like when she was looking so, up it was
2: just it was just pure cancer just yeah pure cancer like, that's
0: definitely toxic and or radioactive and you probably shouldn't have your mouth open looking up into that right now <laughs> i thought that too <laughs>
1: Again, to steal to steal from other IP, uh, it was the ending of holes. Whereas you know, uh. <laughs> the Yeah, it was, symb- it was symbolic. Yeah. Except up. that instead of rain, it's fucking. deuterium yeah. It was symbolic, though. I guess, but
0: but no, I I, I guess to put a pin in this, I, I I do feel like I think we're in agreement that uh, you know, just the arcs kind of met their kind of logical conclusions in these last couple episodes, or at least like kind of a uh, chapter ends, I guess, and. Yeah, I'm just I'm just seeing like uh I'm seeing the point where the kind of John Arc and the Quan Arc that can kind of converge and sort of form a cohesive story together. Like they've they felt a little too uh divided for a little bit here, but they're they're starting to converge a bit, which is in, a, in an interesting way too, which is cool. So,
2: I am excited to see where this goes. Yes. Yeah. Like I just I just real like whether it's good or bad, I want to know what the hell is this story they're gonna yeah, tell because same. It's I, again. I have played the games. I have you know seen what's gonna happen. This is all leading up to it in this world, if you will. So I'm fine with not seeing the main Halo story, like I've seen it a thousand times already. I, it's fine, but I want to know how the hell are they gonna get to the Halo? What's gonna happen to Reach? Like I, I'm very curious as to what the writers put in here what are we gonna see
0: yeah i'm excited to see more
2: is is are they not going to glass reach is is there are they gonna glass magical instead and then yeah. reach is gonna be fine like I, w- 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 huh? i don't know
0: yeah yeah we'll see what happens
2: well that about wraps it up we hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did please take a second to rate and review us on apple Podcasts. it really helps us grow the show and be sure to connect with us on twitch instagram twitter and youtube at lore underscore party thanks for listening and we'll
1: catch you next time